Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the topic of my last interview. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on my YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when the podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Howard Brown is an author, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, interfaith peacemaker, two-time stage four cancer survivor and healthcare advocate. For more than three decades, Howard's business innovations, leadership principles, mentoring, and his resilience in beating cancer against long odds have made him a sought-after speaker and consultant for businesses, nonprofits, congregations, and community groups. In his business career, Howard was a pioneer in helping to launch a series of technology startups before he co-founded two social networks that were the first to connect religious communities around the world. He served his alma mater, Babson College, ranked by U.S. News as the nation's top college for entrepreneurship as a trustee and president of Babson's worldwide alumni network. His hard-earned wisdom about resilience after beating cancer twice has led him to become a nationally known patient advocate and cancer whisperer to many families. So Howard, welcome to the show. Hi, Candy. Thanks for having me on today. Wow. Great bio, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, there is a lot of information that I just shared in there, but I always like to ask, tell me a little bit more about yourself and how did you get into doing what you're now doing? So I, I am a true technology entrepreneur. So Babson College, which you mentioned, my alma mater, babson.edu, is their specialty is entrepreneurism. And they actually have something called ETNA, entrepreneurship. Uh, thought and action and, and entrepreneurship of all kinds. So it takes entrepreneurship to run a gas station, to run a gym, to run an art, to run an online service. You, you need to have the basics of entrepreneurship, which basically is finance, 
right? Mm -hmm. Management of people, leadership of people, working with others in finance or in the sales group or in the engineering group or in the marketing group. You have to building teams is, is what entrepreneurship really is about. And entrepreneurship makes the economies go around the world. And mm -hmm. so the long answer to this, your question is that, you know, woman entrepreneurship, family businesses, you know, it's just not that moniker that I did, you know, the Silicon Valley tech entrepreneur. So I've been an entrepreneur all my life. And after actually having my second bout of cancer or colon cancer these last six years, I've now become an author, a speaker, a podcaster, and um, a, a national patient advocate for cancer and specifically colon cancer. So that's right. what I'm doing today. Right. And we're talking about Shining Brightly, your book, and we wanted to kind of intermingle that with entrepreneurship as well, too, because, of course, those who are listening, you know, are entrepreneurs. So I would love for you just to talk about kind of the key takeaways you have from Shining Brightly and how they can put that into their life, you know, to start applying that. Sure. So I, I think we can all understand coming out of COVID, right, is that we all get knocked down. We, mm -hmm. it, there's just not anyone that I know that just cruises through life, you know, and, and it's just a breeze. Everybody gets knocked down. So whether it's uh, you know, family, business, relationships, health, we all get knocked down. The key mm -hmm. is getting back up again, again, and again, and again. How do you get back up when you get knocked down? And especially as an entrepreneur or, or a business owner, things, curveballs come, right? You have to deal with the unexpected sometimes. And so how do you deal with that matters? And mm -hmm. I call that building up, you know, your resilience, right? So we all have our business IQ. We have our internal IQs. You've got to build up that resilience to be able to dodge a bullet, take a step back, power through whatever is called for, right? You know, if you need to, you know, climb the mountain or do you need to go around the mountain? Uh, mm -hmm. You've got to figure these things out. And then that's strategic, but uh, that's, that's really the entrepreneurial way as, as mm -hmm. far as figuring that out. And listen, it's in my DNA, right? I know what I am. I'm an entrepreneur, but it can be learned. It mm -hmm. can be learned. There's people that, you know, were a police officer and now an entrepreneur or a teacher and now they're entrepreneurship. So it, it happens. And, and uh, a true. lot came out of COVID with coaching and, and mindset and, and trying to figure this out because people had a lot of time on their hands, uh, mm -hmm. you know, looking into the Zoom box. Exactly. Well, so, and obviously... Uh, when we are individuals, things affect us individually, right? But our life is intertwined. That's correct. So, so out of the book, the book is actually, how cool is this? I walk back my life over the last three years doing Zoom meetings of anyone influential in my life. So it was mm -hmm. friends and mentors and family and uh, my first, you know, camp counselors, my doctors. I got to have conversations with them. And it was the coolest thing because the chapters don't read like an author telling you, talking to you. It's conversational. I'm emceeing chapter conversations. So people telling me it's a page turner and it's a great read. But the book is really about building up a life of resilience, using hope to do good in the world. And, mm -hmm. and that, that good in the world could be providing a very profitable business, but it really is about helping others and mentorship and being able to look back at your legacy and say, I'm really proud of what I've been able to accomplish, not just in the business world with, uh, you know, profit and loss and, uh, and reaching people and serving happy customers. All that's great. Mm -hmm. But have you gone beyond that to actually reach out to your community, right? And done good in this world. And right. um, that's the whole sum of the book. There's 300 pages in, in, in that is to, 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 be right. able to look back and say, I'm really proud of, of what I've done and what I'm going to continue to do in this mm -hmm. lifetime. 
Well, I think many entrepreneurs, even if they maybe start out thinking like, oh, I need to earn income for myself. I lost a job right during the pandemic or whatever it may be. Yes, that is something that we have to do. But usually there's another passion underlying that, that then as we are able to make the profit that we need in the business, we can give back, right? And make a difference in the community and maybe that even globally, depending on what that is. So like I said, entrepreneurship is just a step in the right direction to making that change in the world. I love the triple bottom line. I love being good to your customers, good to your employees, right? Mm -hmm. And good to the community. I love all that. I'm about all that. And then uh, the, the the book shares a lot of those types of stories as well. But if people can strive to that, as I say, shining brightly makes the world a better place. It'll mm-hmm. make your business a better place. It'll make your employees happier and uh, your community too. So I, I think if we can work towards that, that's a noble goal. Mm-hmm. So as an entrepreneur, we know, especially when we're first starting out, we're putting in a lot of hours to just get it off the ground, get it running. And even sometimes when we've been doing it for a while, sometimes it's hard to be able to like have those boundaries of work and life. So what would you explain to an entrepreneur about what you've learned through your experiences, both as an entrepreneur and as a cancer survivor? Sure. So I'm a workaholic. I've had to really work on that. It's something that I recognized, I admit, and I actually had to schedule in time to work out, making sure that I'm hydrating, making sure that I spend enough family time. You can you can schedule it in if you're a calendar type person. The thing that I, I would like to say, entrepreneurs try to think that they have to do it all of themselves, mm-hmm. all right? But actually teams win. You know, I always call life and building a business and cancer, it's a team sport. So mm-hmm. my, my biggest recommendation for anyone of your, of your audience and listeners is to go look for mentors, go be a mentor and look for mentors. People are willing to lift you up and give you advice. Hopefully it's good advice, right? right. They, they are. And I mentor students and get them into internships. I mentor cancer patients. I've been mentored by other cancer patients and I have my mentors that lift me up as well. And um, I welcome them in. And uh, I, that's, I'm big on mentorship and mentorship is true leadership, whether Mm -hmm. you're receiving or giving, I'm a big fan of mentorship and I think it makes the world go round. Right. Well, and it's so true. Like you're saying, you can be both a mentor and have a mentor because we are all at different stages in our lives. Right. And so there's always someone behind us who's just maybe starting that we can assist, but there's always a place for us to grow to that someone could also kind of lead us along that way. So we really can be both. You don't have to think of being one or the other. I have to tell you, I I got a a message from a student at Babson College that's doing his semester in Italy. Mm. And he said, listen, I'm coming back and I'm going to be graduating in May. And I would really like to just understand from you kind of, you know, what, what, what should I do? How should I prepare? And I have to tell you, I said, first of all, you're like beating 99% of the other students because they don't reach out to the alumni networks that they have. And the alumni networks are powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. I can help get him to talk to somebody in about one email that he could never get to do himself. So I I was thrilled that he actually one asked. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the important part. You have nothing to lose, right? Uh, Most people that from your, you know, if you're your college, if you say, I'm calling for Babson College, I'd like to talk to you and, and take 15 minutes of your time. They'll schedule you in most well. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say 100%, but -hmm. I was really, really proud of that young man because I was able to give him really good pointers. He said it was a great call and and, and now it's hip to him to apply those 
and keep me posted if he wants to. And so more people need to do that. And I have to tell you, when I get stuck, I try to go get unstuck by bouncing it off of others. And that's how it works. That's how you get unstuck. Sometimes you're in this place that you just can't figure it out. And Mm -hmm. so there's, there's people and there's expertise out there. So from strangers as well, I mean, you can go to a LinkedIn group and go find someone that has certain expertise and bounce it off of them. And most people are, you know, listen, people are busy, but if Mm -hmm. people actually are smart, they'll actually willing to give back a little bit. And that good karma goes around. And so Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of benefits to that. So I recommend it. Mm -hmm. And I actually don't just, I don't talk the talk. I walk the walk. Mm, That's always good. It'd be an example, right? So obviously when you have a major illness, whether it's cancer or there's some other, you know, things that are going on, it impacts the family, right? It can impact, of course, your business. And I would love for you to talk about, you know, not only as you potentially being the one dealing with the disease that you had to fight, but the impact it has on family and how as entrepreneurs, we can think about that, not only if it's happening in our own family, but if we have employees that are also dealing with this issue that have to balance caring for someone as well as being able to handle the work side of things. We're in a way better time right now. Diversity, equity, inclusion, which includes wellness, Mm-hmm. and includes emotional and mental health now, including physical health, we're in a better place. We're not there yet, but we're mm-hmm. getting there. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, so I, there's not too many people out there that don't know somebody or had a family member affected by cancer, mm-hmm. but it could also be divorce. It can be uh, addiction. It can be a lot of things. There's a million things that I said, knocked you down. So mm-hmm. I will tell you that when I got sick, it affected my wife. She stepped into a primary caregiver role and dropped everything except for trying to help raise our daughter. But our neighbors brought meals and Mm -hmm. protein shakes and uh, the school donated like cleaning supplies and all that sort of stuff when we're in COVID. I mean, people helped. And you know what? The biggest thing we had to do was actually accept help. Mm. People also like to give and it makes them feel good to give. And so in our time of need, people came and helped us. And we learned that. That was a learned skill by my wife and I because we're used to helping and giving. And Mm -hmm. quite frankly, we needed the help and we accepted the help and it was great. And I loved it. And, and that, that's really important. So for entrepreneurs, if you know of a worker that has a family member that they need to dedicate some time to, I would, if at all possible, grant it. Let them, you know, flex schedule and work, uh, you know, from home a couple of times if they have to, have to care give or drive someone to an appointment. Mm-hmm. That, that shows that you care. It shows you're an empathetic leader. And that, that again, right. that's also leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, when you were talking about that too, two thoughts, you know, popped into my head too. Number one is as somebody who sees someone facing a challenge, you know, in their family is by asking, what can I do to help, you know, or maybe giving a very specific request, like, can I help pick up groceries, you know, for you or something like that, that they can easily accept. But on the other side of that is actually accepting the help. Like you said, you're kind of used to doing things and helping others. So being able to actually accept that help, it took a little bit of time for you to be able to easily do that. So those are the two thoughts that I thought of immediately when you were talking about that. Well, I'll give you one more example, Candy, is I got crushed. I have insurance, but insurance didn't cover everything. When you rack up about $3.8 million worth of hospital bills, my friends, they were pushing me hard. My college friends, my high school friends, run a GoFundMe. It'll help. Take your mm. mind off it. You don't need to be worried about that. They ran a GoFundMe for me. And mm. um, I put up a yucky picture of me and picture of my family and said, Howard needs need. Howard needs help. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. 
So even if you couldn't give any dollars, which almost a lot of people did, I got mm-hmm. cheerleading, I got prayers, I got, you know, you know, support. Uh, people sent me cards, they sent me books, they sent me DVDs. I mean, it was really the outpouring of support. I felt it. And I have mm-hmm. to tell you, that helped. It helped mm-hmm. to know that you have, you know, a massive team behind you. And even if you only have one person behind you, you have to have someone there because I, I don't want anyone to go through this alone. It's dark. It can get mm-hmm. depressive. And um, people, it's people scary. want help. Yeah. <laughs> cancer sucks. S-U-X, I always call it. Mm-hmm. It cancer sucks. But a lot of other things do too. So mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the biggest thing is accepting the help. But as I always say, is that once you've lifted yourself back up and I'm getting there, you know, I'm, I'm still under surveillance right now, but I'm getting there. I'm three years, uh, no evidence of disease. So I can now start to help others. And mm-hmm. so I am, and I've always have been. So I'm still back to mentoring students and cancer patients, and I'm doing community work for Babson and, and uh, in, in the interfaith world and the Jewish community. I'm back volunteering. I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of took a break to focus on myself and get through a very, very tough time that we didn't, weren't even sure I was going to get through it, but I did. Mm-hmm. And now I can you know, resume helping others now that I'm getting back to being on keel. So it's good. Right. So of course, when you're facing a major life situation, like you were facing and faced it twice, right? I can imagine that you would have to look at kind of what's going on in your life and prioritize some things and maybe say something you thought was important, maybe is not really as important. So why don't you tell the audience kind of what you learned from your own experiences and how do you then determine how to prioritize things and let things go that maybe you thought were important that maybe really aren't as relevant. Sure. Well, the first thing you have to do is you, you I had to recognize that I had to be selfish. All right. Mm-hmm. You have to be selfish. It, it, it really was all about me and seeing if I had a chance to live. That's number one. Number two is that you got to minimize the negativity. There's mm-hmm. no way to always do that. But quite frankly, I stopped watching the news I mean, school shootings and, you know, wars and the election political cycle, all that's noise. That doesn't mm-hmm. help healing. The, the, the third thing is actually uh, two in one is that sleep is healing and hydration is healing. You've got to get the chemo out of you. You've got to do that and stay active. So those three things are, are, are all about your, your, your self-help and making sure that I was you know, sleeping, drink, drinking enough fluids and exercising enough. And then the last one is really helpful. It's called finding your happy place because mm-hmm. when you're at your happy place, you're not going to actually have any stress. And mine happens to be the basketball court. Many other people tell me it's yoga, it's hiking, it's cooking, it's travel, it's music, it's art. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is. Find it and go there as much as you can. And mm-hmm. that's what I did. And because on the basketball court, I don't feel stressed. I didn't feel like a cancer patient. I'm just there with my guys. They're trash talking. We're playing basketball. I'm getting a sweat, which also helps get the chemo out, get your blood going. And so those four lessons are really important there when you're down and out to get back up again. And then the Mm -hmm. big winner is I learned it's not actually what you can get in life. It's what you can give. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to get back to giving rather than receiving. And so I've got myself there. So that that's that's the really big premise is uh, how much uh, how much I can give now. And uh, and I'm I'm working it and it's, it's happening and everyone's a work in progress. I still am, too. Right. So in terms of telling the entrepreneur that's, you know, maybe potentially facing this challenge right now and is thinking, this seems kind of hopeless. Like I've been given or a family member has been given, you know, some statistics that don't really look like they're in our favor. Like what can you do to give them hope, 
you know, because you had some statistics that seemed daunting, right? You know, the the percentage of chance of, you know, you're recovering. So maybe share when you're getting those devastating news from the doctor, like what can you do to maintain hope so that you can continue down this path? Well, when I was 23 with cancer one, I ran home to mom and dad. We didn't have the internet or cell phones or computers. And we got a book out of the library on cancer. And then we talked to others and we basically had landlines. In the digital world, there's ways to be able to get help. But I can tell you this, if, if you do Dr. Google on stage four colorectal cancer, you're going to see four to 12% chance of living, you know, 12 months. Mm-hmm. Don't believe it. Only the Lord above knows when your time is up. And when your mm-hmm. time is up, your time will mm-hmm. be up. So that's the thing. Now, listen, I had a lot of bad days, a lot of dark days, right? You know, you're dealing with steroids, you're dealing with chemotherapy, you're dealing with surgeries, you're dealing with clinical trials, you're dealing with side effects. All that's terrible. But quite frankly, you know, I had to be able to get out of bed. All right. Mm-hmm. And so whether it was go to the mailbox, or it was take the dog for a walk, take the dog for a walk a little further. So mm-hmm. it wasn't always major goals. I wasn't climbing the mountain at first, but now I can play full court basketball for two hours and uh, you know, I'm in back in shape and it took time to get there. And I, I allowed myself that patience to get there, but I was very persistent, very consistent about doing that. So for example, for an entrepreneur, if you need to be able to raise funds, if you're actually uh, you know in, in a venture mode and trying to raise capital, that's hard work. You got to mm-hmm. be focused and you got to be strategic about that, about how you do that. And, uh, you know, if you're in a business growth mode or in go to market mode with a new product, all of that takes real teamwork. Mm-hmm. Teamwork is, is what it takes. And so you can't get frustrated, but timing matters. Location matters. A lot of those results matter. I was at a startup called Liquid Audio in 1997 that was basically iTunes in 97. Mm-hmm. Well, in 97, we're listening to Sony Walkman cassette tapes. For some of the for some of the younger audience, they might not know what a what, what a cassette tape is, right? right? But quite frankly, the world wasn't ready for digital downloads that took three minutes to download mm-hmm. 30 seconds of a song. And so 10 more years later, or actually about eight years later, Steve Jobs and Apple convinced the record companies that selling 99 cent songs was selling, you, know, you could sell more of those digitally than you could sell an album. And mm-hmm. the industry changed. So I'm giving you a, a prime example. Now, did we go public and do a secondary offering? Uh, we did. But we, we, we very quickly were out of business because you, you can't survive on that. The timing for that market wasn't there. So that's an example of kind of failing forward a little bit, but mm-hmm. it happened. So, and we're coming out of this, you know, coming out of this market right now, you know, you know, people are changing, things are changing, right? We're in the, into AI and we're into uh, this meta space and things are changing. Okay. Right. And how fast you can digest change or monetize change matters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it sounds like, you know, not only focusing on the things you need to focus on, you know, personally, but making wise decisions in your business so that you're not using up your physical resources, trying to pursue something that maybe is not what you should be putting your energy into. Yeah. Well, look at the crypto market imploded just now. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, but it's not going away. It'll come mm-hmm. back. People are going to still, you know, the, the, the digital market and, and the, and the coins and the tokens and the uh, NFTs, that's all coming. It's still going to be here, but it's a pretty big step back when, you know, uh, there's billions owed to, uh, you know, depositors and things like that with this whole thing going on. But that is a learning experience, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're too early, too late, you got caught in it and some celebrities and stars did too. So it's a learning experience. But I will tell you that if you fall down, you put a bandaid on it, you get back up to fight another day, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing, getting back up again, again, and again. There's a Chumbawamba song that you get knocked down, you get back up again. 
And mm -hmm. again, it's not hard, but that's the building of your resilience. There was mm -hmm. days that I did not get out of bed, did not want to get out of bed. Right. Sometimes I forced myself to, maybe I had a doctor's appointment, maybe I had to walk the dog, maybe I had to pick mm -hmm. up my daughter at soccer practice, whatever it was, it was the reason to get out of bed. And now I jump right. out of bed. <laughs> I'm excited to seize the day. I'm, I'm a newly published author. I just came from a great speaking event up in uh, Toronto and um, I'm aligning things up for 2023 and they're going to be great. Nice. So I know we're coming close to the end of the time that we have together. So I would love for you to talk about your book a little bit. I assume you have maybe an offer that goes along with that and how our listeners can connect with you as well. Absolutely. Well, Shining Brightly um, com is how people get in touch with me for speaking events or podcast and for for the book they can order on Amazon any online or they can contact me directly uh, and you know I always say that we're shining brightly together candy so <laughs> it's, uh, you know when it's shining so brightly you got to wear shades so my nice. offer today is that I have a really nice dialogue discussion guide on mentorship I'd love mm. to share that with everyone you can reach out to me I can email it to you you can I can give you a download link to get the PDF so I list 18 ways to be a mentor and why mentorship is beneficial. And I leave the final two for you to fill in the blanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to offer that as, a, as, a, as just a freebie and to get to know me a little bit better. And if people want to get the Kindle, you can go to Amazon. It, it's great. And um, I'd, I'd love to interact with anyone from your audience that would like to interact with me. And um, be perfect. <laughs> it, it's great. I've, I, I've lived a little bit and, uh, you know, I'm, I, I really help people that have got knocked down. I help them get back up again because who knows better than me that's been knocked down by, uh, you know, two stage four cancers and I've gotten knocked down in business as well. And uh, helping people is, is what I want to do and, and what I will do. It's great. Perfect. Well, thank you, Howard, for being a guest on my show and coming to talk to the listeners today about your story, Shining Brightly, resilience, you know, mentorship. You know, there are so many things that we touched on that I think was really important. So I appreciate your taking the time to be here. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Keep shining always, Candy, and uh, really great to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. And to the listener, I also want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found this topic interesting and it answered some of your questions about shining brightly as an entrepreneur. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Howard or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. I hope you can join us for my next interview. And please remember you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can also find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, TuneIn, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And would you please share our show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite platform? I'd really appreciate your support. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.